This is the Enneagram 8 Podcast, and we're here to take you inside the armor. We are so excited to share something new we've been working on. We have now launched the Enneagram 8 community. This is a community where Enneagram 8s can come together to feel seen and heard for the heart of who they are, a place where you can just be you. If you're interested in joining us here, go to the Enneagram8community.com to sign up. Cocaine sunshine. I didn't know any other words that could capture the dynamic that Carrie brings to the world. She brings kind of the radiant joy that you might expect from a seven, but with the power and force of an eight. I can personally attest to how two shows up in Carrie's tri-type because she is the one who, uh, at a time when I really, really needed to kind of be seen and understood, sent me a package in the mail in the dead of winter, and it was a hand-knit hat. She knows that we're up here in the winter cold in Canada. I really could feel her give me a huge bear hug just through her words, and there really was this sense that she would fight for me. That if she was standing here by my side, people really would have to get through her to get to me. And that is why we all need eight friendships. Feel free to substitute your morning coffee for this episode, because Carrie essentially is like a shot of caffeine. Hi, guys! Hi! How are you? (laughs) Good! I'm so glad to talk to you guys. I know. What did we catch you doing? Well, I just five seconds ago got out of the shower because I just got home from a six-mile run in 19 degrees, uphill, blowing snow, mascara pouring down my face. Yep. So I was like, I gotta hurry. Okay, let's go. Next. (laughs) Okay. How many days a week do you run? Um, I run four. I swim four. I lift three. Of course. So, but I have, but I have a rest day Sunday. I don't do anything. It just means everything gets stacked twice. I did run recently. Oh, yes. Once. Let me just end the sentence with, I ran recently once. (laughs) So are you a runner? Would you say that you're a runner? No, but you just did it because you, what? Uh, Well, I was ready to get, like, I do want to run more. And I started, I was finally feeling really healthy. So I was like, okay, it's time to get out and start. So I did it once. Then I got bronchitis. So oh, no. <laughs> no. Joe, do you run? You seem like you're like, that's really up your alley, right? Yeah, it was about a year and a half ago. So <laughs> I realized that God was talking to me about this. And he said, you need to build different muscles. So you're actually going to lay aside your physical muscles for now for me. And you're going to build different muscles. Yeah. And you appreciate how I didn't really love that message. I did not. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I know. Yeah. He was saying I was building the wrong muscles right now and that I needed oh. to put it aside. And it means all my spare time is in like prayer and study yeah. and things. Yeah. Which is not my natural. Mm-hmm. So I'm in a weird zone because I know he'll let me get back to it. He will. Yeah. But it's just not yet. We have a lot of intensity, right? So like all that that you are aiming in that direction to put in the other bucket is like, there's a reason it's in there. I'm an eight, huge seven wing. I am, for people who know like the Myers-Briggs kind of thing, I'm an ENTJ. I'm an integrative nutrition health coach going for my board certification in May. Um, I'm an author, published author. I am a speaker. That's my jam. Like being on stage with a microphone is like, are you serious? People get paid for this. This is the best thing ever. What is your book? Like I said, I'm a health coach. So my book is called Just One Thing. 
simplifying the mystery of a healthy lifestyle. So I felt like a lot of people were coming to me and saying, you know, there's so many things that people hear all the time, like, uh, you got to do keto, you got to do this. And a lot of people will stand in front of like all the books and they're like, never mind, I actually give up. Like it's too overwhelming. Like there's too many voices and there's contradictory things. So I was like, no, I am going to make this really simple and break it down and make it so that it could be for anybody and just like take it from there. So I write in chapters and then I give people like things to do at the end of each chapter, like try this thing out. And every person who knows me said that when they're reading it, they can hear my voice. (laughs) I'm also an athlete. I have been a triathlete. I'm into like Spartan obstacle course racing, um, marathon, trail marathon, um, anything that's like themes awful, like <laughs> that is like, oh yes, I am in. That's what I want to do. That I was, was the... say, that sounds so like Joe. Yeah, it's the meat <laughs> on hold. <laughs> yes, I feel that for that to be on hold is like, man. I, yes, it feels like I'm putting something like on the altar, big time. Yeah, it's a season, and you know that if you flip the switch, you're going to be all in. So exactly. it's all good, exactly. no problem. I know you've got two boys. I do. You have a Dave. (laughs) I do. I am the only female in my house. I have two teenage boys. They are 17 and 15. My 17 year old is an eight. Well, yeah, we get along. And then my 15 year old is a five. My husband is a six. So we have a lot of interesting things going on. The six doesn't understand the five. And then the (laughs) eights are doing their eight thing and pushing. (laughs) So you probably have a whole pile of eight stories. Oh, yeah. So this was from a couple years ago. I love competition. My church had a softball league and I was a sub. So they called me up for this game. And this game also happened to be a week, like eight days before I was going to go to um, Cleveland for the USAT age group nationals. So I'd been training for a year. I qualified for triathlon to do um, the Olympic distance try. Anyway, so eight days before this, I'm playing softball and it's my favorite because it is all guys. So so it's like, you got to bring it right. You're not there to be like, oh, they're going to pity me, right? Like if you put yourself in that game, like you better expect, well, I don't know, you might get hit, you might whatever, but like you're there to play. So my team was down by like two or three and I'm on second base. The guy on third runs in. So now it's, if I make it, I tie the game, right? And how satisfying would that be for <laughs> me to tie the game? So the guy at bat hits, And it's like solid. He's out in outfield. And my third base coach is waving me and go, 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 go. So I come around third base and I'm flying to go home. And I'm not looking behind me because I'm thinking they're going to want to throw me out because I'm going to tie the game if I cross this. So I'm going all out. I leap over the line and my foot, I catch gravel and like completely road rash from just above my foot all the way up to my knee and then flap open my knee. So I have to go to urgent care and get my leg stitched and I have to get all the gravel taken out of my leg. But I tied the game. Yes. Yeah, they did not give me a what's up. So the following Wednesday, I can't walk. My leg has swollen fluid coming out of my leg and I'm crying because I've put, you know, you put a year into training for this. Yeah. And I potentially screwed it up playing church softball 
my friend's sister is a surgeon and I'm like, you, can you help me? Is there anything you can do? So she, she tagaderms my leg the Wednesday. I can't walk Friday. I can kind of walk and it's on Saturday. And I'm like, I'm going to do this. <laughs> I'm going to do this. So we all go down to Cleveland and I have a like nine inch long bloody leg thing. And it's awesome because people are like, they look at my leg and horror. And then they look up at me and I'm like, I'm intimidating them. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. So I competed the next day. And I mean, I couldn't really bend my knee that well. But like, you know, when you're in competition, you're like, whatever, it'll be fine. I'll deal with this later. Oh, I was sure. just like, no, I'm doing it. Like, this is <laughs> happening. Don't quit. I asked a couple people, if you were explaining me, to somebody who didn't know me, what would you say? Like, what would that look like? These people wrote this these lists for me and I love it so much. <laughs> like, I seriously want to, one of the things my sister said, which hates being told what to do, hates being told she can't do something, including but not limited to statements of strength and endurance. Example, you can't lift that. Or safety signs posted in normal areas of everyday life. Example, no customers behind the yellow line. <laughs> You told me to walk this way down the aisle. I'm going the opposite way. I'm not doing that. I'm not listening to a sticker. I'm not going to do it. Your husband wrote something cute. Explodes out of a small package. <laughs> Volcano. Yeah, he said I was very dramatic. Actually, he said it was dramatic. And then he said it was very dramatic. He said it twice. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what he's trying to say, but okay. And then I also wrote, right, what it feels like to be me. Let's hear it. So like pink glitter was the top of my list. A row of medals in chronological order. <laughs> <laughs> Dance music, full blast, fast cars, shooting guns, loud music, loud laughing, perpetual movement, speed walking and high heels, extreme weather, extreme sports, public speaking on the stage, winning speed in general, jumping into a frozen lake, alphabetized vitamins, being overjoyed watching my kids and others express themselves uniquely in their style, push-up contests, New Year's Eve in Times Square, full bewilderment at slow drivers, full intentional conversation, seeing someone do something dumb and with zingers flowing in your brain like a river that you'd never actually say because you don't want to annihilate civilization, leading a revolution, waking up at 456, jumping full blown headfirst into something because you got an incredibly inspirational idea, fixing things for people, Knowing you'd rather live in a shack in the wilderness eating dirt, worms, rocks, and sticks before letting anyone else control you. <laughs> a Wonder Woman sports bra, intentionally splashing through puddles, high-end bourbon, strangers telling you their problems. Knowing you'd rather be attacked by an army of flamethrowing ninjas than have people think you're average or normal. Overachieving as much as possible. A pull-up bar in the kitchen. Internal flames, electricity, nukes, and atomic bombs at the thought that anyone might even dare to think about harming someone you love. Being insanely interested and driven to participate in the things that nobody else would dare to do. Uh, hyping up people like crazy when they're going for their goals. Reading research papers. The thrill of bantering with people who can handle it. And you, makeup and shave legs every day. And being naturally caffeinated. Okay, well, yeah. we have to get into tri-type because not all eights are like this. So. <laughs> Yes. Tell us about seven. Like, how does seven show up for you? Oh, and man. 
Well, I mean, do you watch my Insta stories? You know how it shows up. No. <laughs> um, my seven is really strong. I mean, I think it just comes out in like, if I get a great idea, then I'm like, I'm in. I already dove in. Like the idea is happening. Seven brings like impulsive. So if you come up with the idea, you might not slow down to plan it out. Right. Just yeah. Just do it. Like if it sounds like it's pretty good, then why not? Yeah. Let's just see. <laughs> and then if like something doesn't work out, well, you can like mitigate the situation while you're in it. You can figure it out. Like there's always everything always works out. So it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. No, uh, it's going to be okay. It's okay. <laughs> It'll be fine. Like, what's the worst that could happen, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm not like jumping off of buildings with no parachute or something, right? There's like some thought of things. <laughs> if I think it's a good idea. Green light all the way. Yeah, green light. That's my seven. Where does the two come in? It looks like two things. Like the people in my little circle, the people who are so, so special to me, they get all of my two my external is like, right, I have blood leg and I'm like, yeah, what's up? Then there's like the people that if they're really inside, then I'm like, oh my gosh, I just love them so much. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I just like turn into a little squishy puddle baby. But it also looks like if I see people hurting, that's not happening. I am going to put my energy into making sure as best as I can, that I can help them fix what they're into. One of the biggest and highest honors for me is to be in the space with people when they are in their biggest crisis. If you're in crisis, I will be there by your side, you know, just got out of surgery, helping you take a bath if you need it. Like I am in. When it's hitting the fan and it's big, sad, big problem, I will be your little Velcro and be like, what do you need? All right. Okay, let's do this. No, we can figure it out. Don't worry about it. Everything's going to be fine. Step by step. Let's go. I got you. How do you cope when it's you that has a need? What are you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> I guess I go running. I don't know. Um, swimming. I maybe play on the rings in the garage. Um if I really feel like I'm having a lot of inner turmoil, I will write. Writing a journal just for you or? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like that thing's going to get burned. No one will ever, ever, ever see that. And yeah. do you have a few people who you will let meet your needs or do you mostly just meet your own? Um, I mean, I think I try mostly to just figure it out. Because, I mean, I think, I don't know if this, the two is like, you don't want to be a burden. You don't want to be a burden on people. And then the eight is like, well, if you show that you have weaknesses, yes. then you're a big fat pansy and you're a loser and you might as well just lay on the floor and die. Yeah. But I mean, there's, there's people that are in my little itty bitty circle that I will go to and be like, okay, I think I need help. I need help. <laughs> and then, but like, you know, I'm not going to like keep revisiting it, even if I keep thinking about it. And I'm assuming this is a very rare occasion. Yeah. It's <laughs> oh, I prefer not to be in that place. I like when you say you need help, you put it in like the worst pathetic voice. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what it feels like. Yes, like, I know. oh my gosh. You like to use your charming, sunny disposition to create an upbeat, positive, action-packed environment. You're also very nurturing to those in your circle. 
Your life's mission is to be an instrument of change, transforming difficult situations into inspiration. A true free spirit, you're happiest when you're on the go and helping others to learn to act on their own behalf. Your blind spot is you can be so focused on keeping everything positive and honest that you can be too aggressive. What? <laughs> that doesn't seem possible. Keep going. Fail to recognize the importance of difficult emotion. Keep busy and in motion to avoid painful feelings. I've experienced you in this mode where I was trying to get you to like engage with something and you're like, nah. Mm, nah, nah. <laughs> See, I know. I think I remember. I think you're like, what's behind there? Like, yeah. what do you got going on? I was like, yeah. oh, nothing, yeah. nothing. Hey, is it <laughs> snowing in, in Canada? Woo, woo. Um, what do you need? We suspect you actually probably know your needs. You're just actively saying no, thanks. Like, I just don't want to deal. I mean, I don't know if this is a thing with all eights, but we're not going to completely deny our needs. There's some selfishness, right? So I also really want to be aware of where my selfishness is. And so I have to do minute things every day in my daily life to diminish my natural selfishness. So like literally things like when I set the table, I put my plate last. It, it has to be like, do this for yourself last. I relate to that a lot. Like a lot. We didn't mention that you're pretty sure you know your instinct stack, right? And you're sexual first. Yeah, that is the selfish bit. I was gonna say, yeah. it wouldn't occur to me of how I set the table, just put the plates down. Eric, yeah. first, and we're starting to see the trend is you and I like, I think we would die for our close people are very oh, yeah. But there is definitely a yeah, a self oriented thing going on there that doesn't happen in Aaron's social. Okay, yeah. So it's not necessarily tri type that I, I definitely protect the people in my close circle, but I don't feel aware of uh, yeah. myself. <laughs> I think no. I'm the opposite. I think I probably definitely. don't meet my own needs. That was a piece I tried to figure out with Erin and I because I was like, she's, she's not as selfish as me. Like, I couldn't decide if it was the four. But I think to a fault because I don't take care of myself That's right, the way yeah. I need to or what mm. my, right? Because I deny it and move on. Yeah. Hey, does that show up in your health at all? <laughs> <laughs> I was just wondering. I just... She's got lung issues right now. <laughs> <laughs> when you go through all the types, which are your dead last? Like which, which ones are you like, I do not understand you. I do not understand sixes. I yeah. do not understand them. Oh, no, no, no. You better not do that. You got to be careful. What if there's a police car? What if whatever? Then our insurance will go up. And I'm like, what are you talking about? We're in the middle of the woods. There's not a police car out here. What are you talking about? Like, why are you thinking about that? Why would you Why would you intentionally think about potentially negative things? That makes no sense. I live your life too. Yeah, right? We recently um, took off and went to Florida. And I was just telling Joe that all his fears were like, what if we can't get a PCR test? What if I get COVID? What if my plane doesn't make yeah. And every single fear he had came true. Like every. Oh, no. Thinking about it too much. That's why. Yeah. It was like all his worst nightmares. <laughs> I said to him uh, like a week ago, I was like, you know, so that was a really good learning lesson. Like every fear you had about this trip came true and you survived. Like you're still yeah. here. How can you like on the front end, I'm not saying don't be smart about things, right? Like, cause there's a huge planning component in how I'm wired. I need to know the schedule. I want to have everything the way that I want it to be. But 
why would you anticipate terrible things? Like, why would you waste your energy ahead of time? Like, I find sometimes I, now that I know he's a six, I try to be really patient. And I, like, in my head, it's this dialogue of, okay, you need to go through these things with him because he's a six and this is what he needs. And the whole time I'm in my head, like, this is insane. Why are we having (laughs) my time on this? But meanwhile, I want to, like, lose my mind. (laughs) Yeah, well, see, sometimes I do that. But also sometimes, because, like, my seven is really high, then I'll be like, you know what, actually, so since I'm a health coach, right, I'll be like, oh, I think, I think you have legadecitis. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just make something up and he's like, what? And I'm like, I think you're probably going to die. It's going to be soon. <laughs> I think it's like eight hours or less dead on the floor. <laughs> like to just point out how absolutely ridiculous it is. So I try to go that way a little bit sometimes too, which I don't think it's really appreciated, but I'm having a good time. So how does that, how does he survive you? Um, <laughs> um, I'm just really great. <laughs> He's really laid back and easygoing on the other hand, right? So like my intensity is all the opposite. He's not intense. In the car, he does not want to have loud music. He might not even want to have any music because that's very stressful. And I'm like cranking up dance music to <laughs> max volume in my car. So, you know, I think it's just the kind of opposite thing of trying to be balanced. If you had to come up with something that you were like, oh, like that thing is stuck to my type and I wish I wasn't so caught in that net. Are there any things that you would mention? You know, I really like... I'm not just saying this. I really think eights are the best well, by a lot. Yeah, so do we. Yeah. Like, but, but like I read some of the things and they're like, these are the weaknesses. And I'm like, those are weaknesses. We're just awesome. And they can't handle it. They can't. Like impatient. Well, you're just not fast enough. Speed it up. And then we won't have to be impatient. I guess maybe it's vanity for the eights, you know, because I really think we're really great. We're the people in the front and we're the ones who are, if it's going to get done, okay, bulldoze. Let's go. Nothing is going to stop us. People, our people, nope, you're not going to touch them. Sorry, they're safe. They're with us. You're going to have to kill us first. There's some really powerful things about eights that I just, I love that. Are you reactive at all? Oh, yeah. I I am very reactive. Depending on who it is or depending what the situation is, like, it'll be in my face. You will know that something is going on with my expressions. Like, my face doesn't have a filter. Yeah. When they say, like, eights are gut, I absolutely feel everything coming out of my gut it centers from my gut shoots down my arms into my hands shoots down my legs instant hot electricity yeah yeah yeah, i'm with you but you find you can um rein it in in terms of not letting it spill out yeah i mean it's really important to me to still be even though i have a seven i'm still an eight right so i still want to be in control yeah of that right so if i'm having complete nuclear meltdown internally it you're not gonna know that outside i mean if you know me you'll feel something just shifted she's not behaving the way she usually does do you withdraw yeah Yeah. oh yeah if it's big then it's like nope i'm going in the bunker and that looks like i'm closed off to people in my house if it's really extreme i'm gonna go through my instagram people and like delete people I'm following just to like be more disconnected from everything. Have you felt that the past two years? Have you wanted to disconnect? How have you been? I actually made a conscious decision because there's so much negativity that 
I wanted to be a place of positivity just because I felt like somebody was trying to make me be negative. So I was like, oh, no, you're not making me do anything. So I'm going to go the other way. You know, I dove really hard into sport, right? So I had a, a very strong physical expression of that. But also, you know, just trying to be the eightness of of fighting back in my own way. Yeah. And you use your Instagram to bring joy. You do. Yeah, yeah that's what I that is. That is my intention. Like the singing into the bananas, you know, that kind of thing. That is my jam. But Aaron and I are like, oh, I'd be so tired. (laughs) (laughs) I have a lot of energy. I love the resilience and tenacity of eights. I love that they will be the line in the sand for their people. And, you know, wherever you are over the last couple of years, I think eights dug harder into wherever they are. Oh, no. This is what I think. And we're the voices of whatever that looks like for people. I really admire that. I really respect that tenacity and that standing in your place, knowing who you are and not letting whatever is going on in the world push you over. What's your mission? Bring happiness. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I would, lo- I would love that. I-, I really don't like to see pain in people. And I know that like we're on the earth and there's pain on the earth. But if I can step in and help people, if there's something that can be done, right, that maybe they're doing to themselves, if I can step in and help them or at least teach them, because that's my other, you know, my passion is research and teaching and helping people to be able to make decisions so that they're not going down a path that they don't want to go down. I think my purpose is like standing on a stage with a microphone. I don't know where that is. But yeah, that's what I want to (laughs) do. My battery will charge past 100%. If you were on a stage with a microphone and the room was full of eights, what would you say to them? I would say we are the strong voices and we need to stand up. Don't be afraid to say what is going on in your heart and in your life. Like if you have a passion and a direction and you think things are a certain way, speak that out because you know we're going to be the ones to do it because nobody else is going to do it. They're waiting for somebody else to be the leaders and stand up and do it. One of the things that was something that came through in a, in a lot of these is a Finnish word called sisu. And I think that that is a very eight thing. It means tenacity and going beyond. You hit the wall, you have gone for a long time and you hit the wall and you dig deep under that and you hit the second wind and you push through that and you keep going. I think eights have that sisu. Stay in your tenacity. Fight! Don't give up! Let's go! Let's do it! Let's like, let's conquer the world! (laughs) There's actually a really Finnish story that I think is very eight. There was a winter war in the early 1900s with Finland and Russia. The entire population of Finland could have fit into one city in Russia, right? So it's David and Goliath. The Finnish army is lined up and they're all mishmash. Like they don't have any tanks. They're just, you know, standing there and they see the Russian army come over the hill. And it is like, like, it just looks like locusts coming at them. And it's overwhelming. And a Finnish man said, there are so many of them and we are so little. How will we find space to bury them all? (laughs) 
everybody else is looking around waiting for someone to step up. We are the step uppers. Use your voice and like move into it because that's what we were born for. If you guys ever come over here, if you ever, you know, if you ever escape, you can swim across the river, oh, come yeah, over. I got a place for you. We are coming over. <laughs> okay. Come down to Windsor. Okay. I have a blow up kayak. I will go push it over to the other side, pick you guys up, and then we'll go hang out. And, you know, you guys can like, we can go around in my pond. We're in. <laughs> okay. Good to know, my friend. <laughs> awesome. What's your biggest fear? that people would think I was afraid of something. Sunrise or sunset? Oh, sunrise, I think. Mountains or ocean? Ocean. If you would be an animal, what would it be? Can it be like three animals mixed together? Do it. An eagle, a shark, and a bunny. Do you have any tattoos? Yes. I have a tattoo on my left rib cage with the word Sisu and the U, it's in cursive, goes into the shape of a wave. And the guy who tattooed me was like, um, so do you know that this is like probably one of the most painful places to get tattooed? And I was like, sweet. Where do you sit in a room full of people? In the center. <laughs> I stand in the center. No. <laughs> on the table. Dancing, holding, singing into the banana. Uh, three words that describe you. Joyful, tenacious, fast. What makes you cry? If there's like anybody hurting children or animals, what is your name? I'm going to come find you. Coffee or wine? Bourbon and matcha. What right? character would you be in Princess Bride? I just want to be Wesley tumbling <laughs> down the thing and like... <laughs> you know yeah that's right see you did you took me for granted baby you pushed me down a hill here i am i'm gonna save you through the fire swamp <laughs> okay you guys i have an addendum i woke up at four o'clock in the morning thinking about the princess bride question who doesn't want to be wesley but i think that i'm actually more a cross between the guy who lives in the middle of the forest who makes potions for people who are mostly dead and the old hag who stands up in Princess Buttercup's dream and calls her out because she's the authority and she's being inconsistent. I couldn't let that go. That's it for today. We hope by now you've realized there's a lot more going on under the surface. And you'll continue to follow along as we take you inside the armor. <laughs>